Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, whatever time of day it is. Thank you for joining. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cordelia Reed. And I always like to start these shows with a little bit of background about myself. And I just like to reiterate how important it is to understand how spiritual warfare works and how everything that we do always takes place in the supernatural first before it even comes into the natural. So I'm going to get into a little bit of explanation about that right now. And the topic for today is is real simple as supernatural versus the natural. And how do we even get to that supernatural place if we're living in the natural body, which is a really good question. So I'm glad you're asked. As I was praying this morning, One of the things the Holy Spirit gave to me was that nothing happens in the natural without permission from the supernatural first. Now, here's the problem with the word supernatural today. When I say supernatural, people automatically, their minds resort to what they see on TV. You know, all of the paranormal kind of behavior, um, all of the demonic activity, that kind of thing. Well, that's a part of it as well. That's why I talk about spiritual warfare, because one of the things that does not get glamorized, which it really should, is the really good part because the only way you can drive out that paranormal behavior that supernatural demonic kind of stuff is through another type of supernatural and that's with the holy spirit you cannot drive that out in the natural there are words that are coming out of your natural mouth but only the holy spirit can give you that and only the holy spirit can actually give you that power over the authority of what's out there in the supernatural so i've been thinking lately about a lot of things that I um, I want to change in my life. I want to improve and things that I'm looking for from the Holy Spirit. And one of the most important things that we have to remember is that the word prophecy is the word of God. It's God's word. God spoke the world into existence. Everything you see that comes out, especially a lot of stories in the Bible, people had a powerful voice. A lot of the prophets had a lot of powerful voice. The priests and the kings and the queens, they used their voice for a lot of things. And so this is one of the reasons why I always stress, watch your words. So a verse that came up was Isaiah 55, 11 this morning while I was praying. And one of the things that it says is God's word always performed that to which it is sent. It never returns to him void. So essentially what that means is it is important for us to know and to hear what God says about our lives because that has taken place in the supernatural already. From the moment you were conceived, God already knew what he had planned for your life. God talked to you about it and dealt with you with it. And these are the things that God had for you. But God already knew that you were going into this world and that you have so many distractions from the enemy that takes place in your family, your friends, and so much around you. So much turmoil and so many things you cannot control. But that's why he always wants you to return back to his word and what he has to say about you. One of the things that I really think that um, this is so important to me that I'm mentioning to you, um, I was waking up one morning and in a vision, I just, you know, in my spirit, I heard the Holy Spirit say, pray down and I'll do my part. And this is about something that I've, I've changed that I really want to see in my life. And it took a miraculous change, actually. So I was beginning to think, pray down. What does he mean when he say pray down? So I looked up the word down, like give me the exact definition to make sure I'm thinking about the same down that the Holy Spirit is saying. And essentially, one of the definitions of down means 
that to which is coming down or ascending or descending um, from something greater to something lesser or something that's coming up from something beneath. Uh, In other words, and I know you're not supposed to actually use the word in the definition, but in other words, something coming from something higher to something lower. Okay, so in other words, what I interpreted that in my spirit is speak what you want in your prayers and I'll do my part. In other words, know that I will bring down angels and help and my blessings and everything that I have for you from above because that is God's word and his promise to you. So pray down and I will do my part. How in the world do I do exactly that, God? How do I actually pray down and know that it's right now? I've heard some things. I've heard televangelists on TV talk about say what you want and declare things. But how do I really say it in the spirit so that I know that I'm speaking the supernatural language so you can hear me? Now, we talked about warding off demonic behavior and and freezing things and stopping and paralyzing it and and asking the enemy to, you know, just declaring that the enemy vomits anything that he has taken from you. And and we declare it all in the name of Jesus. But how do I speak life? How do I speak into existence? Literally what I want. Well, I'm glad you asked that, too. So let's turn to Ezekiel 37. First through 12th first, I'm going to read from those because I want you to understand that um, this is one of the most powerful uh, next to what Jesus did, speaking life into people and Adam and Eve and creating the world into existence. When we talked about the valley of the dry bones, uh, it is one of the most powerful things that you can um, understand how you speak life into whatever it is and so Jesus gives this example in Ezekiel 37 because he wants us to know exactly how to do it and why he actually did it okay so starting from verse one the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them around about and behold there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, he said, prophesy upon these bones. So prophesy, once again, is the word of God. That is the first word that you see in the Bible, the word of God, God speaking into existence. So he is telling them to prophesy. In other words, speak God's word unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of God. Thus says the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I will lie sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them and the skin covered them above and there was no breath in them. Then said unto me, then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy son of man and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath and breath upon this slain, these slain that they may live. 
So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Does that sound familiar? Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. There is so much power in this particular, um, these entire verses. And one of the things that I really want to point out to you, number one, how the, how God told him to prophesy. Number two, how he was obedient and he did speak life into what God told him to do. Number three, life was given. And before, and even while life was given, he said, behold, in other words, he was astounded himself, even after what God had told him to do. Number four, when he spoke life into them and they did come to life, there became a great army. So in other words, not only did these bones come to life, but God made the bones obey him for an army of God. Wow. You know, even as I was reading that, the Holy Spirit was giving me that the importance of speaking life into every last drop of our situations, literally the importance of prophesying and listening to what God is telling us and speaking life into something and watch God do his work. Now, for the purposes of this scripture, it happened immediately. And that's exactly, we don't know what God's timing is like. His timing may not be our timing, right? So we can speak life into it. And in the background, God is doing something, but we may not be able to see it with our natural eyes. We may not be able to hear it with our natural ears, but it does not mean that God is changing, is not changing it. That is the kicker there. People will say, well, I don't believe this because there's no way that can happen. Well, you can't do it in the natural yourself. So, of course, it's not going to happen. Only God can do it. So we are hearing about so many miracles that God is doing in other countries with healing the sick, raising the dead. That's a big one, because especially in this particular um, these verses, we see the dead actually being raised right before our very eyes as we're reading this. So. There's no reason why these things cannot occur here. And so we're not even asking God to raise the dead right now in our lives, right? Now, there may be a dead marriage. There may be uh, some terminal illnesses. There may be finances that are dead. There may be a whole lot of things that you're believing for change in your life. But there is no reason why. I mean, at this point, what else, what else do you have to lose, right? What else do you have to lose? What is that voice telling you in the back of your mind? So I'm telling you that the word of God does not return to him void. He did not speak over your life poverty. That's the devil. He did not speak over your life a bad marriage. That's the devil. He did not speak anything associated with, you know, losing your job or just failure over your life. That's the devil. So I want you to understand that everything God says about you is good. Everything. But none of this can occur unless something or someone has gone forth in the supernatural to give it that permission in the natural. So what you've got to do, you've got to go back into the supernatural yourself. And you've got to even use these uh, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 12. You've got to use these verses as an example 
of how you need to go back in the supernatural and speak life into everything that you want to occur in your life. Now, I'm going to tell you, you want to say it almost to the T as to what they're saying it here. If the if God says, my life is this, thus says the Lord, this will be of my life in the name of Jesus. This is over my life in the name of Jesus. Thus says the Lord God, speak this, do that. Whatever it is you got to say, say it, but claim it and believe it in the Lord's and in Jesus name. That's really, really important. Now, how is this applicable to you and how is this applicable to me? I will tell you, I have been speaking and doing this ever since I heard the Holy Spirit say it. And when I tell you I have seen the Holy Spirit reorganize, change things, I've asked God to make honey out of the rock for me, make a way where there is no way. In other words, things are changing. Ground is breaking. People are coming to me. They're offering me things I didn't even ask. I see the favor of Christ on them. God sent them because it's so good and so comforting. You know, I was talking to um, this guy and he was telling me that um, in his life, he his uh, most of his life, he spends doing missions work and he travels all around the world. And he said that, you know, obviously he, he doesn't work a corporate job doing that, right? So the next question would be, well, how does he get the money for that? Most people would, in the natural think that. Well, because he is so in tune and his relationship with Christ is so well, Christ has caused him to, got, to have favor with people that have a lot of money. And they welcome him into his home and they pay for things for him and they take care of him like he's a king. He travels around the world like a king because we know that everything that we have truly is not ours anyway. It's from the Holy Spirit. So if God tells whoever these people are that are financially secure to go take care of this person, then that's exactly what they're doing. They're being obedient. And because of that, their riches are absolutely multiplied. They will never, never never dry up in their bank account with cash because they are placing money right back to God. It's just like the example of Elijah in the Bible. When Elijah went to the poor woman's house, he went to her house asking for food because he was very hungry. And she said, hey, I don't have much food for myself or even my kids or whatever. I barely have anything for my household, let alone trying to feed you. And Elijah said, hey, when you feed me, you will never go hungry again. And sure enough, she gave him food and bread and she kept getting her jaws filled up every single day over and over and over again, long after Elijah left. So what I am telling you is with your life, how is this so different than what you can do? I urge you and I encourage you to stop looking at it in the natural because what has occurred, once again, I'm going to go back to the supernatural. There are demons and bad spirits out there. Their job from the second you are honestly conceived is to make your life miserable and to claim your soul in hell. That's not what you want. That's not what nobody actually wants. That. No one wants to even think about that, right? <laughs> but the truth is we're on this earth for a much bigger purpose. And it's not just going to work every day. It's not just coming home every day with our same natural routine. It's we're here for a much bigger purpose, which is probably why you're hungry for something more in your life, which is probably why you've seen some things happen. And you're starting to ask a whole lot of questions now, right? Which is another reason why you also listen to this podcast. One thing I know about my podcast, 
um, it's not for the faint of heart. The people that will listen to this, that will hear this, are ones that are hungry for the Holy Spirit. And the ones that are already in agreement with the Spirit are people that obviously know me and say, hey, I want to support you. But I know that, you know, in the supernatural is where we have got to uh, take everything. And I do mean everything. One of the things I'm learning about my life now, when something occurs, I have to always go back to God and make sure it was him. I've been learning the hard way, even up to yesterday, that just because a door opened does not mean it was God. And if you're praying about a door open and it just happened to open, we don't know who opened that door. There's only two. It's only God. there's God and then there's the devil. And you don't want to walk through a door the devil has um, opened for you unless you're 100 percent protected. And God has told you to. And he has a purpose for you going through that door. But other than that, you want that door. You want to know that that's not the door God has opened for you. But you've got to go back into the supernatural for that to occur. And I, I truly hope that makes sense to you. At the end of the day, I think that um, when we think about the natural versus the supernatural, we also get to a point, even in churches, where people would prefer to just talk about the natural. Supernatural makes people uncomfortable. And even with that discomfort, that's not God. That's not God at all. The enemy does not want you to be comfortable with this because he knows that if you get comfortable dealing with things in the supernatural, that banishes a whole lot of things that he could potentially do to destroy your life, kill your joy and steal everything that you have worked hard for in your life, including your sanity. So we've got to get more comfortable with the supernatural than what we already are because the supernatural is number one the natural is number two and the natural is what we walk around in every day and we deal with every day and we try to handle things ourselves in the natural and we become so drained and tired and stressed and worn out and diseases come upon us because we're dealing with everything in the natural everything i just said you can go right back to the supernatural and you can cancel all of it because it was never meant for you to deal with anyway not alone even so much you know um, I told you I like to start my podcast sometimes mentioning my experience and I I did not this particular time for a reason so when I was growing up you know I I was in church all of my life and church didn't talk about uh, how to um, cast off demons church didn't talk about things that are occurring that go bump 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 in the light night that no one can explain church didn't mention those kinds of things to me But when I did go back and mention it to like even my parents now, my parents were the best parents in the world. But even they said, hey, you just had a bad dream. Well, yeah, I think I had a bad dream, but my dreams are, you know, I don't remember just if I'm if my dream is that bad, then how do you explain my transitions and actions physically? But yet nothing changes around me. That's not a dream state. Okay, so we'll talk about that one on the next one, because that's that's a little bit deeper. And I know I just dived into something without a good explanation for it. But if you look up sleep paralysis, you'll have a better understanding of what I'm saying. So in other words, there is just this unknown world of demonic activity that we our spiritual eyes are thrust open and we actually see those bad spirits that are around us. And I have no idea why is it that we can't see more good ones in that state. I just know that our world gravitates towards the bad and they're always around. We have to intentionally pull in the 
good, but no one taught me that. However, God is so good that I had someone that told me, hey, Cordelia, if you have bad spirits bothering you, just say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And that's how they go away. And that's how I learned. But that conversation makes people so uncomfortable. If you are a person that is uncomfortable talking about supernatural, I urge you to understand and get down to the root of why you are. We cannot talk about anything supernatural unless we have help from the Holy Spirit. Thus, do not engage in that conversation because the enemy is going to sneak in and cause all kinds of problems to happen. Okay, because he we know the enemy dwells dwells 100 percent in the supernatural. Know that God is there big time as well. And so much more. He gives us life and abundance abundance so much more than the dark side can ever truly offer so with that that's my time and um thank you for listening today uh look me up i'm finally on itunes uh google play stitcher uh cardelia reed c-a-r-d-e-l-i-a-r-e-i-d is my last name look me up on youtube there are some shows i'll be recording uh catch me uh this week also i'm going to be interviewing someone regarding her life and it's going to be a spiritual interview can't wait to record that one and the next thing i can tell you is uh, I talked about my podcast, talked about my show. Um, I've got a book I'm working on. So thank you for my audience. Every time I do this, I tell you, I always feel like I'm forgetting something. But even if I am, don't worry. Catch me in the next podcast and hope you have a wonderful day. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you and so do I. <laughs>